In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Play your part. My bitch a choosing lover. Never fuck without a rubber. Never in the sheets like it on top of the cover. Money on the dresser. Drive a compressor. Top notch hoes get the most, not the lesser. Trash like the fuck for forty dollars in the club. Fucking up the game, bitch. It gets no love. She be cross country giving all that she got. Her dials on a popper, pulling pennies off the line. Smashed up the gray one, bought me a red. Every time we hit the parking lot, we turn head. Some hoes wanna choose, but them bitches too scary. Your bitch chose me, you ain't a pimp, you a fairy.
bitch, I'm paid. That's all I gotta yeah. say. Can't see you little niggas. The money in the way. And I'm, I'm sitting high against the ride blaze. And if you ain't gonna ride fly, then you might as well hate. Hey, shit, I gotta eat, yeah. Even though yeah. I ain't no, it ain't my birthday, but I got my name on that cake. Shit, believe that, and if the man's won't play, and I'ma fuck around and put the ball brains on the gate. Hey, pick them up. Fuck them, let them lay Where I'm from, we see a fucking dead body every day That's uptown Throwing stacks at them Make a song about me I'm throwing shots back at them Bitch, I'm a pipe She like a crack addict And she saw me cooking eggs She thought I was back at it yeah. I grab my keys Oh, I gotta go Got my motorcycle jacket And my motorcycle low What's up? It is your pal, Ryan Bailey. This is so bad, it's good. Uh, this is your Monday episode. We're going to do it a little bit differently this week. We're doing the Pop Culture Roundup on Tuesday. Today, though, we have kind of an incredible show. And you put this show on any day of the week, this is incredible. We got the one and only Mr. Luke Goldmanson, uh joining us for the third time. He's a three-peater, you guys. So exciting, and I really, truly... Always love talking to Luke, and I was very appreciative. And we get to talk about, you know, not being in Summer House. We get to talk about Winter House a little bit. We get to talk about his new project. He has like 30 billion projects. He's, uh, but also just, he's just a good dude, man. Like it, it, it feels like somebody that I would actually, you know, be friends with in real life. It was great to catch up with him. And we, we even talk about Hannah. Ooh, Hannah, we talk about Paige and Sierra a little bit, the whole crew, uh, but it's great. He's great. Uh, and also, you're like, hey, Ryan, that's that's a show in itself, but you know me. I always like to <laughs> I always like to just do way too much. So I'm giving you also a full Southern Charm recap, which we usually do on Tuesdays, but the Pop Culture Roundup is on Tuesday because I got a text from Sophie saying, hey, really hungover, I don't think I can do this. And I was like, hey, guess what? I'm really hungover as well. <laughs> I'm really hang hungover as well. Help me. <laughs> so we'll be doing the pop culture roundup on uh, Tuesday, and I'll talk with Sophie tomorrow. It. I got to tell you guys, I've been doing so good with my workouts, and I've been eating right. And I had not, I have not had not drank all week, like not even like a glass of wine or anything. And then last night, I. <laughs> Oh man, it was a bad night. It was it was a bad night where you lose your phone, you end up walking five miles, you know, just at two in the morning because you wake up on a stranger's lawn. It was that kind of night. We've all been there, right? Anyways, it, today has been a day of self-loathing and just uh, pain physically and mentally, and I'm uh, yeah. So. Your boy's ashamed of himself today, and and uh, what a lesson! I think you know. I got. Uh, I think healthy lifestyle might be my way to go. Until after BravoCon, you know, we'll we'll that'll be like the last. <laughs> that'll be the last hurrah, and then you know we gotta. Yeah, the holidays are right around the corner. Uh, who knows? That'll that uh, TB TBD. 
But uh, we're going to talk about all the pop culture stuff because I do want to talk about the Benefer wedding, the big Benefer wedding. The the style choices are very interesting. If you checked, it looked like a lot of this stuff had deep mahogany uh, tones to it, which I was like, this feels very masculine, a very masculine wedding just looking at the pictures. But we'll get more into that tomorrow. I'm going to get right to Luke and then because I got to do the Southern Charm recap uh, after that. And I am I'm dying. And what better way? <laughs> What better thing to do when you feel like absolute piss is to talk about the boys from Southern Charm, to talk about Whitney getting his getting his freak on with Naomi Olindo, which we have to talk about that. I feel like that's completely fake. I don't know if you guys feel that, but I was re-watching the scenes, and even Whitney, if you watch any of these reality shows through a filter of this is fake... You know, like you can, you, you, I, I start to get really paranoid about reality shows. We've talked about this before where I, you know, you know, certain things are real. Like you feel it in your bones, right? When we watch a show, um, which by the way, we got to talk about the season finale of the rehearsal too on Tuesday. Um, so make sure you come back guys, <laughs> please come back. Uh, we know when things are real. We, I think there's something in it we feel, but a lot of these things, like if you compare like the uh, I'm watching, what is it? Love after lockup. It's, it's on Friday nights on WeTV and it's real people, but they're making them fake act. And so you sense it immediately when something's fake. It's just so bad. It's so bad, but it's like a train wreck that you can't turn away from. Cause you're like, Oh, they're making these poor, these, they're making these people improv that have never had any kind of improv or acting training. So you're just like, and if anybody watches Love After Lockup, you guys, it's basically these, you know, prisoners after they get out of jail, they've, you know, made prison, not in prison, fallen in love, but have fallen in love with people on the outside world. And this is them getting out and, you know, furthering those relationships. But now the Love After Lockup, they're trying to do like a, a, a Love After Lockup universe where they're having other characters date other characters from past seasons. And it's completely ridiculous. It's 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 upsetting. I I I groan and I yell at the TV when I watch that show because I'm like, this is piss poor. The only way I can enjoy it is if I like kind of laugh at it. Like, oh my god, they're making them act. They're making these people act, and they can't act. And then you're just watching bad acting, which I find kind of enjoyable. Or that at least that's what I'm how I'm trying to watch it. And also, 90 Day Fiance, I slept through I mean do we need a four-hour reunion from 90 Day Fiance this season I think was kind of weak and it's another but I gotta tell you I watched uh, a couple more episodes of 90 Day UK which is on the Discovery app and I love it I recommend um 90 Day UK so much it is so good it is even shot it's just more it's like it's like the very early seasons of 90 day um so i highly recommend that also uh, I did two Patreon episodes this past week, which are completely kind of special, unique episodes you'll never hear on the main pod. Uh, one, I got to uh, talk with my friend Sandra Fryer, um, who helps me book the show, and it was our first time podcasting together, and it was a, a lot of fun. She's awesome. And Maditza Lopez, we do a thing called Shooting the Shit every now and then, and uh, I mean, it, it's literally like 
two friends just talking about anything. It's like a phone conversation. It's but it's our conversations kind of go all over the map. She'll tease me, I tease her, but I was talking it was so funny. I recorded that on Saturday and then that I was talking about how proud I am, how healthy I am and how I was eating right and not drinking and then I just got completely shit canned on Saturday night. So, if you want to go listen to a hypocrite, don't uh don't listen to Lisa Rinna. Listen to my Patreon episode where I pat myself on the back before I go out and get smashed that night. Uh, so those are over there if you want to spend a couple of bucks a month to get more and you get access to over 200 other episodes, uh, all different uh, things over there. Okay. And if you like this, leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, please. Thank you. Okay. You guys, are you ready? You want to get into it? Oh, and also, uh, Saturday, we put on the main feed what the kids are watching my other pod about the children's shows. Uh, Hopefully, some of you guys checked it out and enjoy it. I'm recording another one of those tomorrow, and the release date on those will be Fridays, I believe, from here on out, uh, according to Cloud10. So, okay, that's it, folks. Let's get right into Luke, and then we'll come back right after, and we will do a Southern Charm recap, and then I will go back to bed hating myself completely. Welcome to your week, folks. We, We did it. I don't even know what we did, but we did it. Also, special shout out to uh, Bravo's PR team. We had we had not gotten approval for this interview when we did it, and I didn't realize uh, that we need it. We should have had it, you know. And so I uh, was able to uh, speak with them, and they they did let me release this episode. I mean, nothing really bad is said in it. We talk honestly about a lot of things, but it's pretty, you know, on its face. Just uh, Luke being a good guy. But thank you if Bravo is listening that you guys let me release it. I truly appreciate you guys. And truly appreciate that you are letting me talk to more and more Bravo Lebs. That's always very exciting for me in the show. Okay, here he is, the man, Luke Goldbrunson. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to iHeartRadio So Bad It's Good. Today, we have a three-peater. We have a person on the pod for the third time. And it's somebody, if you listen to the podcast, that you know, a a hero of mine. And I was, I, I think heartbroken is too soft of a word for how I felt when I found out news that he was not going to be returning to what I thought he made a, a substantial, uh, you know, gift towards this show. But, uh, you know, of course he's a reality star, but also like I always tease him, he's one of my favorite musicians, uh, suit and tie, <laughs> hair slick back, but he's also an actor, a producer, a designer. And I'm going to put all these links. I still want to get one of his rings. Also, he has a syrup. Now you go to lukesyrup.com and buy a bottle of this syrup that we heard him talking about on Winterhouse when they were tapping trees. Also a hockey coach, also a friend, also, I mean, so many things. Luke Goldbrunson, welcome back to the show. How are you doing, Ryan? It's good to see you, brother. How you been? I, I got good, man. I got to tell you, though, like the Summerhouse thing, it is, I've never... I mean, this sounds so doofy, but I, I, I just genuinely like you as a person. And I know, I, I'm curious to hear your feelings on it. Were you bummed out to not go back? Because I was certainly bummed out to hear this because I thought that's BS. You, know, you had a mellow season, but who cares? You're part of the Summer House family. Yeah. That's what Summer House is. Sorry, I'm passionate. No, 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 no. It's all good. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I don't make those decisions or those decisions. Um, that's that's other people that make those calls. And, you know, they're trying to do what they think is best. Uh, you know, it may have had a season that was um i would say a little not as dramatic as as seasons in the past but you know uh 
I did have a lot going on. Um, not everything in my life, uh, people are aware of or gets, gets coverage. Um, and that's yeah, Luke, the last time you were on actually, cause you would, uh, taken, you weren't there initially for a couple of episodes and you said that we would potentially find out why, and that there was actually something going on, but we never did find out why. And I know that's your personal business to disclose yep. or whatever, but that is, I want to remind the audience part of reality television. We don't get to see everything all the time because they get to choose which storylines are featured, but there was a reason why you weren't there for those first couple of episodes. Yeah. You know, and my dogs in the backyard are barking. They're driving me insane. I'm sorry. Oh, um, it's it must be excited. Cause I'm home. Um, by the way, I'm, by the way, Luke, Luke's at his, Luke's at his family's house uh, in Minnesota. The one, the one we heard about on the show, it, yeah, this is a historical right. place he's at. That's right. So here I am, but um, no, you know, um, there, you know, the thing is I might not be pining over a girl uh, in the season, but I deal with, I had some real life things going on with, you know, a mom who battles cancer and um, a father who's battling some things and um, it kept me from being there, but you know, those are real life issues. Um, and for me, if I'm on TV, I, I'm going to be real. And um, I just think that, you know, whether or not those things get covered or my dating life, which I was going through a lot dating, um, get covered once. <laughs> and those are, uh, those are not things that are in my control. Um, so it may have been a mellow season. It was kind of nice, but at the same time I had a lot going on. It's just the things that were going on in my life. Um, people, uh, just, I guess, didn't get the opportunity to see. It's not, not that I wasn't willing to share because I did share, but it's just some things, I guess, well, don't <laughs> I always think, it's, you know, what's interesting about reality shows is that I, and I said this cause I recapped the entire season. I said, I I'm okay with like, I like that you're the guy that goes out and makes the fire and gets everybody to sit around. Like we, like who's doing that at the summer house right now, who is making the fire at night and who is making everybody sit out because that footage, everybody says that, but that footage, you are going to miss that footage. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So what I think is you can have a mellow season, but it's part of like a team, like somebody's having a really good season. So we're going to feature that, but the next season you're going to step up and something's going to, you know, be insane in your life. That's going to be reality TV gold. And that's what I think. Think the investing in these characters in any of the shows, not just Summer House, is that you know we get we get you guys always purport yourself to be a family on these shows and Kyle and Carl and all of these things, and that's what it bums me out. And I know you have no control of this, but I was very frustrated, and especially Andrea, who also seemed like he had a heart of gold. I mean, truly uh, cried more than I do. And <laughs> I, you know, like I, I I thought, oh, we'll definitely see Andrea for seasons to come, and he's gone as well. Yeah, you know, I, I think I, I don't really want to speak for Andrea, but I, I will kind of in, to the extent that I think both of us um, miss our friends. And I know I, I know for me personally, um, I, I definitely miss not everybody uh, as much, as others. <laughs> <laughs> but some people, some people maybe more than others. But I, I definitely miss, every, you know, overall the, the crew and um, and and I am uh, a bit bummed out uh, that I wasn't. Uh, able to be a part of it this summer um but you know it's it's allowed me to it's given me the opportunity to focus on a lot of the other things i have going on in my life um and uh you know and 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 i guess that's that's a blessing i'm kind of one of those guys that like i also i also think i don't want to say everything happens for a reason but i i've gotten where i'm at in my life um with a lot of hard work but with a lot of luck in life 
And I think, um, you know, if I wasn't supposed to be there this year, I just wasn't supposed to be there. Um, that doesn't, that doesn't mean you're way too healthy about this, Luke. I am always like, no, we got to fight to, we got to, we got to stand outside NBC universal until Luke comes back. And then it's going to be the return of Luke. I I hope they're still filming. We just, by the way, Kyle just had his 40th birthday, which I think I don't want to spoil anything, but I think I saw a picture of you there with, uh, Robert, with Danielle's uh, uh, betrothed. And, and I mean, I, I don't know if you can say or not, but I hope that, I mean, these guys are your actual friends in real life. Yeah. Like I, I definitely saw Robert, but I saw Robert on a surfage. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah. That wasn't Kyle's 40th. Okay. Yeah. No, but I, um, you know, when it comes down to it, they, they are my real friends and, yeah. um, and I do want to be a part of, of their lives and I'm going to be a part of their lives and vice versa, because over the past three years, um, when you are in the unique situation that we're in, uh, you tend to, it becomes family. It's not even friends yeah. at that. It really is family. Um, and, uh, and anyway, yeah, like I said, I miss those guys. Uh, but once again, um, I, I, mean, I, don't by the way, I know you're, you're booked and busy, like I said at the beginning, and I want to get into that in one second, but just. Uh, two yeah. more questions about the, you know, was there, I always like to think of you guys or any reality show group as like the Beatles. Was there a text thread immediately afterwards of like, what the hell? Like was Kyle up in arms? Was Carl up in arms? Carl, like, I need you there, buddy. Come on, man. Like, are you worried about them too? Because listen, that's what I'm saying. Like, I know we'd laugh about this, but like Carl and Lindsay, first time as a couple in the summer house, yeah. Carl might need you to go to as a, yeah. as a for advice. Like, I feel like we're, we're not thinking things completely through in, in the, in that situation, um, in the house, of course, I would love to be there for my friends, but I think both him and Lindsay are in such good places in their lives where there's nothing that's going to come at them that they can't handle. Um, and also I am a phone call away and I'll always be there for them. And they know I mean, that. That's what I'm saying. Did they text you immediately after this, this, you know, after we yeah, found no. out of like, are you kidding me? Yeah. So um, I definitely spoke with, with Carl. Uh, I definitely spoke with Kyle. I definitely spoke with Lindsay. Um, they reached out to me immediately, um, and had some interesting conversations. <laughs> when I'm sorry, and by the way, and I'm sure Sierra and Paige reached out immediately too. Yeah. I, <laughs> um, I, I, I don't think they're probably missing any fire. But maybe who knows? Um, but I, um, you know, like you did say earlier too about, you know, just because you have a down year, this and that, it doesn't mean that you don't have something the next. And and really, that's kind of how it is. It's you know, in, in my first couple of years, the the one thing I'd always was was, um, you you may not have something going on crazy this weekend, but that doesn't mean you don't the next, and you shouldn't be penalized uh, for not yeah. going. Because if I think I think what ends up happening if if in in all shows um, is shows become too fake um, if if you do that and uh, and I do think that everybody brings something to the table in some unique way that's why the relationships you build and the genuine like friendships or like family like I said that that are built up um, it all relates to each other um, and I feel like when you take certain things away from that or you force things and stuff uh it can can be a negative thing not a positive thing um but you know for for me personally i i support my friends and and i want them to do well i i hope the show does well uh, i have met uh the new people and i i hope everybody gives them a chance um they seem very nice and very cool 
Luke, um, I don't know if I'm, a, I don't know if I'm able to let new people in my heart. Like, you know how yeah. long it takes to get used to people? Like, I didn't like you at first. And then you won me over. Like I, it takes me a long time and it takes audiences a long time. And that's why it's frustrating when we invest in somebody. And by the way, yeah. I, and I like also the the aspect you come at it too, is I know you have studied acting and you're an actor. I like that you actually do look at like kind of what makes uh, an interesting scene might not necessarily be what actual real life is. And sometimes when you try yeah. to force something, you're not going to get the most natural results. And, yeah. you know, also all of these people, I mean, Kyle's poor body at this point must be, I mean, you can't just get wasted every weekend as you get older and not have it like catch up to you at a certain point. And I feel like we're, we're, you know, he's sacrificing his liver for us at a certain point, you know? I was not the only one. Okay. <laughs> my, uh, you know, my, my liver and everything, but you know, but we, we have, we have fun. Um, you know, not like once again, like I said, not everybody, uh, but, but some uh, of the people um, in the house do work hard during the week and do play hard on the weekend, um, which is fascinating to me. But uh, so some of us, our, our livers do get a bit uh, that way, but That's we wouldn't, when you, when you're working so hard and you actually have a job, um, you, uh, you like to let loose on the weekends. It might not be that way for everybody. Cause not everybody has a job. No, I mean, just also, I mean, I feel like when I let loose on the weekends, I know that there's not a camera crew with me. Like I know yeah. that my mistake, like the only mistakes I could make are like horror, like texting people really late at night, you know, and then you check your phone the next morning and you're like, Holy crap, I can't believe I did that. But at least a camera crew's not there. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. Um, I guess if, if everybody, everybody does it, so maybe it's relatable. I don't know if, if I was watching it, I'd go, you know what? I've been there. I, I, I feel for you. Oh, you're totally. Not but it, I, I mean, you're, you're totally right. I just like, I mean, it just, they've get, you know, you guys have given us so much over so many seasons. Is there a part of you that is almost relieved in a certain way that you didn't have to put your nervous system? And I don't mean through alcohol or anything like that, but just like the drama of, like if you sense somebody doesn't like you, or if you sense that there's going to be a fight, my nervous system isn't doesn't do well with that. Is there a, a little bit of like, okay, thank God I don't have to deal with that this summer? Well, you know, my summer's been amazing. I've been traveling all over. I've had film meetings in Canada. Dude, I've been. Hiking. I've, I've seen some of your Instagram photos. You like literally like you're like the blonde haired John Mayer. You have like these like you, you look like a cowboy in half of them. Like you're like everywhere. Yeah, it's been great, man. It's been it's been really good. Um, but you know what? Once again, like I said earlier, I I, I do miss the I, I really have grown the Hamptons like a lot to like the local mom and pop shops, the restaurants, the local people who live there year round remind me so much of like my little hometown and, you know, the small business side of things. And, and it's just a beautiful place. I really do miss it. And I I do miss my friends. So for me, um, I'll take that nervousness and the, and the, the craziness that comes with it all day long, because I'll, I I'll love that. the other stuff uh, is far superior, um, in, in, in how much enjoyment I guess out of them and it. Yeah. Um, so this job, unfortunately is not going to happen this year, but don't feel bad for Luke in any sort of way because he has 10 other jobs at the same time. And we were talking, um, off mic, uh, you know, before we started this, and I don't know how much I'm allowed to tell of what you're doing, but of course the syrup company, which I really do. I mean, like I, I got to taste this syrup. Like, I mean, like, is, is this genuinely good? Is this, I mean, like, I know you're not going to say it's bad, but like, is, I mean, this is something, I mean, that's the, what I want Luke too. I want to be taught how to tap trees and make TPs and all of that stuff. So, well, as far as the syrup business is going, I'm trying to make it 
um, more available to people. So, you know, everybody wants convenience, which it means that you can go to like your local target or wherever, yeah. or like Oberns, wherever and, and, or whole foods and pick it up. So in the process of working on getting to that point, if anybody's listening to this and you're a, you're a buyer for any of these companies, please reach out. Cause, um, I'm in the process of working with some, but others I'm like trying to get in contact with them, um, to, to set up a meeting to, to be able to get, you know, go over everything to get it into uh, big retail. Um, but the syrup, I, I wouldn't sell something or back something if it wasn't good. I mean, yeah. it's that you, and you so. actually like, we notice a lot of Bra- uh, Bravo liberties. Uh, I, I don't mean this to be mean, but it will always like say, I'm working on this, this, and this. And then you never see this, this, and this, like yeah. everything that you've worked on, like I could go buy a ring today. I could go buy your uh, your your scent today. I could go buy your syrup today, actually. You can go to the website and buy it right now, which is just wild. You actually seem like you have follow through, which I have to say is a little different than some other people on the network I've noticed. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I can't speak for other people, but you know, I everything I do, I love and that's why I do it. And I do a lot of things. I always kind of go by the, uh, I have this little saying, I'm like, why fish with one pole when you can fish with 10? And, um, so, you know, if I don't if, even know how to I'm, fish Luke, like, how about I just learn how to fish to begin with? You're like, you're like fishing with 10 poles. My God. Oh, but you know, I think of that in life, like to be successful. A lot of people say to me, like, why don't you just focus on one thing? And I go, why would I focus on one thing when I can focus on everything? You know, is there also this thing that's cool? I always think I was talking to Tom Sandoval from Vanderpump rules about oh, this. Oh, isn't he awesome? Yeah. Uh, you got to check out Schwartz and Sandy's when you come to LA next, their new place. I actually was talking to those guys about getting my syrup in there for cocktails and for dessert. Oh, they, oh my yeah. God. They would like, it was Tom like, yes, we got to yeah. do it. He's so passionate, but he was telling me like, and I don't know if you have the same view as like, especially struggling as an actor or struggling as a model or just struggling before you have any kind of platform. When you do have a platform like Bravo, it does make opportunities a hair easier, or it's like, you know, it's like winning a lottery in some ways, even though that there's like, you know, pitfalls that come with everything. But is that how you felt too of like, it is so nice to actually be able to put some of these opportunities out there because you are now even more marketable than you were. Well, so it, it's fascinating because the syrup is something I did with my family and friends, but because of the show and people seeing it, people wanted it. That's what yeah, brought yeah, it to yeah. life. Well, if people want it, I'm going to give it to them. Um, as far as my my jewelry and my fragrance and stuff, um, I was doing that prior to filming any type of show at all. Like that was just something that I was doing. I, I I'm passionate about things and. And if I, if people like, if I can share it or people want it, I'll, I'll share it with them. But, you know, the syrup is definitely something that, 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 I mean, I'd be, you'd be naive to say that having a platform doesn't help. It definitely does help because people are able to, to see what you're doing and you're able to share it with them to, you know, to a, a, a broad, wide audience. Um, and that's why I say like, you have to be passionate about what you're doing and really believe in your product because you can't be like, it, it you need to back up what you're, what you're putting out there. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> as far as, as far as all that stuff's going, uh, yeah, the platform, the platform helps. And, um, but some of the stuff I was doing prior, I mean, I, I definitely was, um, yeah. you know, I'm kind of that, are, that's who I'm, my are you allowed, you had talked about a thing that, uh, off Mike and I don't know. I, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about of like, you know, that there's potentially, it, would you ever say there's, there's other reality shows or, or anything like that in your future or, or things that you would consider uh, doing? 
Yeah. So, you know, just, just cause I'm not on summer house doesn't mean I won't be back. You never know. Right. And just because wow, what a tease we, and we've got winter house coming out this, uh, this fall, which I'm a part of. And that doesn't mean I won't be back on winter house. Wait, wait. Yeah. I was like, wait a second. Wait, do they kill your character in winter house? Do they yeah. kill Luke Gulbrandson at the end of the winter house? And that's why you don't come back to summer house. Just a, uh, off the cliff and yeah, no, I, um, <laughs> but no, I, um, you know, they, I will, I, I love, um, the NBC universal family. Um, you know, they've given me this opportunity and, um, you know, once again, I, it, it's been such a crazy wild fun experience, um, that more good than bad has come out of, um, that I'll, I will always, uh, jump if, if it's there. Cause, um, I, I, I jump at the opportunity to work with them, but, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm open to it. Um, and I am currently the reason I'm here in Minnesota. Um, I, so, okay, this is going to be a little bit long, but just bear with me here. <laughs> I, I have a, a feature film coming out, which is going to be premiering in October in New York city. Um, and you and, produced that too, right? Uh, I did not produce that. I have two other films that I okay, was okay, producing, which you will know about once we start filming and everything's happening. Um, but no, so I got cast for this role in this romantic comedy. Um, and uh, I was actually starring it opposite Sophie von Hausenberg. And I think I've mentioned that to you before. Yep. Really actress um but when i was when i got done filming a lot of the people i was working with on that were like you know you should really do like a a show that gets more in depth on like who you are and like this life you have in minnesota and a lot of the things you do so i can't give away too much but i have a team flying in from new york um they get here on thursday and we are going to be filming for a while here um doing a pilot for a new show that i'm really excited to share with everybody um when it when it when the time is right i'll be able to share more i'm just saying but there is something happening that is a docu-series um that i'm going to be doing with one of my best friends here uh and hopefully uh, if all goes well you all will know about it sooner and I hate to even tease that even further is that I talked to him off mic about this and it really does sound awesome. The team behind it sounds awesome and it just really sounds cool. So I am totally down for that. And it's a, it's you guys especially will dig it. I'm very excited about that. Um, and then do your parents, I mean, will your, would you ever consider letting your parents do scenes on this or would you ever, cause my parents, I don't think would ever do that. Yeah, no, I know it's crazy, but um, my thing is, you know, with, with being or, or doing reality TV, um, for me, the whole point is if you're going to do it, you need to be fucking real. Um, and I say fucking real. Cause I get pissed cause some people aren't, um, <laughs> uh, you need to be real and, um, you need to be vulnerable. And if you can be vulnerable and you are real, um, that's that's what i think it's just like in scripted television things that people can relate to that they can that move them you know and stuff like that it's uh i so yes when it comes to my parents um I, they will definitely be a part of it um they are a part of my life uh they are i am a product of of who they are as people um and i so think then of course your sister would be too right my sister, who you all have heard me talk to on Summer House, I have two sisters, one older, one younger. My older sister is who you, you all know of. Um, she will definitely probably be a part of it. Well, <laughs> my friends, my cast of characters of, that I have, my like it's it's a whole thing. So um, put it this way, you all will get to know who I am as a person um, a lot more than you ever have. 
That's all we want. I think, I think we're yeah. good with that. That's what I mean. Like, I just don't want to ever, uh, like, I know you're going to be like acting and doing all these other things, but it's like, I feel like that's what I love about reality shows is that sometimes for people out there and, you know, for you guys listening, if you're lonely, you feel like these people are your friends and you know, you don't want your friends to just leave and leave you behind, you know? Like, so that's why it's like, we want, uh, you know, and not in a creepy way, Luke, don't, don't get scared. Like Luke's like, I gotta go. I gotta go. No, but like, we want to know what is next. We want to know these things. Um, uh, as we start winding down, uh, and you guys, I am going to once again put all the links for all of the companies. It's going to be three pages long for everything that Luke's involved in. Uh, but uh, make sure you go support all of that stuff. You know, before we were talking off mic, we were talking uh, where like Austin came up really quickly, and you were talking about, oh, I love Austin, love him. Um, and uh, I I want to point out though, and you don't have to say anything to this, but you made one of the best points last season that I felt got kind of swept under the rug, and it was uh, in regards to Sierra and Austin's relationship where you had really gotten a brunt of uh, some anger. Uh, but you know, Austin was coming in and doing potentially even worse things. And I mean, Austin tore this summer house apart, by the way. And that's why I started a petition for him never to be on summer house again. And Austin actually took that in very good fun. He DM'd me and stuff, but, um, you know, you made this really good point with Sierra. Like, I mean, that was such an interesting moment that in the moment, I didn't even think about that, but the whole time when you were watching this, were you just kind of like, wait a sec. What the, what the hell? Like I was give I was read the riot act and Austin's just skating through. Yeah, no, I mean, you can't help it, but feel that way. At least I couldn't being in my situation. Um, you know, I get drilled by, by her and, and everybody about things that I, I guess I did or whatever. Um, and meanwhile, she was pining over him while he's continuing to act the way he was. Um, and, I just thought it was a bit messed up. You know, they, she put me through the ringer and, but yet somebody else could act a certain way and it was a okay. And you'd be all hunky dory over him. But, you know, I, I also think that, um, I, I actually don't know. I don't have an explanation. I, I think it was fucked up. I think it was, I just up. thought it was a really, I just thought it was actually an interesting scene in that moment that you were like, I, I love that you verbalized it because it actually made me, I was like, Oh yeah, I totally forgot. I mean, like for some reason I didn't even put that together in that moment. So I was so glad that you verbalized it and they used it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, it, it's, it's the truth, right? Like, I mean, they, they, I couldn't text her after nine. But prior to prior, but like, yes, know, that's he, what I'm saying. Dude, by the way, I still have uh, uh, ongoing jokes with women that I text with that I work with that if we text after nine, I always apologize, say, I'm so sorry, not trying to pull a Luke here. It's totally say, you know, like, cause it's so ridiculous. I'm like, I had to go ask a lot of my female friends if it's all right to text after nine. And everyone was like, oh my God, of course it is. Are you kidding me? You don't yeah. want to text at one or 2 a.m. That That's when it gets into a shady category. Well, gotta remember prior to walking through that door sierra and i were texting at like one two in the morning and there were never an issue and all of a sudden, <laughs> we, all, all of a sudden we house and it became don't text me after nine that's whatever it's this and that and i'm like uh, like I, I don't associate with people that act like you do really so yeah. I, I i won't text you after nine that's fine but like when i say that that act like you do like people that i talk to that i have in my life um we talk all the time. There's never an yeah. issue. And the next day, they're not like, well, you can't text me at this time. You can't do this. You can't do that. <laughs> I, I, I act like that. That's um, 
Well, and by the way, hopefully we'll probably, I mean, you don't have to say anything, but hopefully we'll see that play out on the next season of Winterhouse. Not that specifically, but we'll get to see continuing stories with Austin and all of those people. And, and, and hopefully that will be very satisfying for all the viewing audience. Um, and then yeah. uh, what's that? I, I just want to touch on it though, too. Like I, I want to say, cause like you said, you gave Austin a hard time. And I, I do want to say Austin is actually, um, he's not a bad guy at all. He gets a bad Everybody- it's just because he's tall, Luke. You guys all stand up for him because he's tall. That's, if I was, I don't. Care. <laughs> I genuinely, genuinely, um, I like Austin, and uh, I, I have uh, every time we're together and stuff. I always have a great time with him. Um, you know, I, I, so, so, in, in, I don't know. It is what it is. Well, but- no, it's not that he. I feel like, like, listen. I, I talked to Shep a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I yeah. wanted to bro out with Shep. I want to be like, let's, like, let's go hang. Like, I was, I was, I want, like, I was like, this, you're great. And I don't think it's like the problem with dudes. I think it's then how they then go and treat girls at their like. You know, Austin was hurt because of Madison, and then he took that, and all of a sudden he's getting. You know, like I think like hurt people hurt people eventually, but that's like, yeah. of course, he's probably the best guy hang ever. Yeah, but you got to understand. I mean, listen, it takes two to fucking tango, man. So, like, <laughs> everybody sit, like, not everybody, but if you're sitting there feeling yeah. bad for at some point, like, I say it, I said the same thing. And it was like, at some point, it's shame on her, not shame on him. Like, at some point, you need to know, like, you need to care enough about yourself to turn that off. And if you're not turning it off, then fuck off. I don't want to listen to you cry about it. <laughs> walk away. I mean, walk away. I mean, like, you know that, the, you know, like, what? Um, but well, yeah, uh, okay. don't you What's tell. That? Tell her that don't you just say like shut the fuck up and move on like we're sick well, of listening i mean you don't probably watch southern charm but then Paige last week austin was in page like page like sierra's in town and he was like oh and i'm like why would then Paige put sierra back in that position of somebody that uh hurt her you know i thought it was so weird you know, you know i don't i don't know but my <laughs> that's a really good question right <laughs> <laughs> um two last things i know you actually have abs and I have to go to my trainer after I started a trainer and it flipping kills me. He's like a medicine balls and all these like snatches and deadlifts and all that yeah. stuff. Like, is it worth it to have abs in the long run, Luke? Like, I mean, I feel like I just want to quit this dude. I've only been three weeks and he makes me throw up almost every time or close to, and I'm like, you know, I could be Luke eventually, but I feel like it's going to take at least a decade to get to that point. And then it's kind of over for me anyways. Are you still working out as intensely as you used to? Um, well, I haven't been because I've been traveling so much and I've been drinking way too much beer. <laughs> uh, I'm so busy. Um, but no, listen, I mean, I, I think it's important to work out for your mental state, not even how you physically appear. Um, and, and I, I'm like one of those people that's has this mindset kind of like, like the rock where you, you want to get up early, get your workout done, do these things. Cause, cause successful people have discipline and do things which in turn help you i feel like in the long run be successful in in the things that you're trying to accomplish or goals you're trying to achieve in business in life whatever it may be um i think it's a solid foundation to build off of and it relates to other parts of your life you know what does that make sense no it does you're you know and it actually it's given me way more energy and all of this stuff i just you know, I'm paying somebody to hurt me every, you know, I'm paying somebody to be in pain and I've not used some of these muscles Luke for decades now. And I thought, I think my body's just like, we agreed not to do this. And now you're doing this to us. And it's just, and then I'm just like, man, if I had started with abs, this would have been great, you know? And then Luke, you know, like you, and then flipping Andrea has like 80 abs or some shit like that. 
now here's the thing like andrea doesn't drink beer he doesn't even drink he doesn't like to drink at all okay <laughs> so let me tell you something you can have abs but if you drink you're gonna have abs but you're not gonna have like those type of abs you gotta you like beer abs alcohol and another thing just you know abs are made in the kitchen man they really are and i don't diet i drink beer i just work out and fucking do whatever but but if you really want like serious serious abs body it's it's made in the kitchen okay well i'm not gonna have abs that's we we found it here no. we're, first we're <laughs> i'm done no i refuse to have abs that it's not going to be done in the kitchen luke by the way this that's- guy's trying to get me to do this diet thing and i'm just like it's just it's just like let's just give up man let's just like i'll do the deadlifts and i'll do the but he's having me do like these like spider monkey crawls and like all of this ab crap and i'm just like i'm too old to be doing planks this is ridiculous and then i try to talk to him because he's like a like a football player or an ex-football player and i you know i don't i, I try to talk to him about reality shows and he has no, he doesn't care at all. He's like, I'm trying to find something to bond with him about, you know? Yeah. He's just like, shut up, man. Do another set. It's yeah. let's go. Exactly. You see him. And I always, you know, you can just tell he's so disappointed in me. Okay. I got to let you go. Cause I do have to go to this workout. The final thing I wanted to know, and this is just out of my own curiosity. Did yeah. you and Hannah ever make up? Would you ever consider having a conversation with her about all the shit that went down during your times there and like kind of the aftermath of that? Wow. That's a great question. You know, it's, what's funny is, is what's well, not even funny, but it, it crossed my mind the other day. Cause I have like tennis courts at my building and I want somebody to play tennis with. And I'm like, shit, Hannah would be great. We'd be, don't do it after 9. PM Luke do all I, make sure you do it before 9. PM with tennis. Um, you know, Hannah literally was one of my, what I would say was like a best friend. Um, and everything that went down the way it was, I mean, over time, like things heal, you move forward, you move on. So I would like to think that people grow. Um, and uh, considering how important Hannah was to me in my life, um, I would be open to, to it for sure. Um, but if, if it's like, you know, if there's hasn't many growth, like on her end, if it's, or if, you, you know, know, I like, mean, on both of your guys into you've grown too. like, you know, you guys have both grown, hopefully. I know. I, I know I have, that's what I'm saying. I'd be open to it. Talk to me two years yeah. ago. I'd be way, man. You know? Um, but, but at the end of the day, I always think love wins and, and, um, you, you're going to have ups and downs, but you should always try and find that you know, be the bigger person or whatever it may be to, to, to move forward. So I, I mean, Hannah's a human being. I care about her. I hope she's good. I mean, I know she's married yeah. uh, to everything and I, I hope she's great, but, but no, I haven't talked to her, but I, w- I would be open to it. That's sure. awesome. Um, and there's other one project that we can't talk about, but as soon as we're allowed to, I'll talk about it because I thought, thought it was a cool two thing. Like it, it's cool. You guys will especially dig it. And, uh, but if you ever come to LA, dude, we got to hang, we got to go to uh, Sandoval and San, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll do, I'll just document that experience and we can make that a documentary itself. Yeah. <laughs> so, so real quick, um, my buddy was just playing drums at surf lodge. Um, and that's one of the reasons I went out there was to see him perform with, uh, I think it's B Miller who she was great. She was phenomenal. Um, but he's been on my ass to get out to LA and hop in a studio and record music with him for so. You so, promised no, me this suit and tie hair slick back. So you said it was going to be recorded. You told me, uh, you know, when it first came out, I literally make a billboard hot 100 meme as you as like the top five songs. And you still have not committed that track in the studio. Well, so 
after watching him bang on the drums and having a chat and having a beer, um, I'm just like, all right, man, I, you've, you've, you've given me the kick in the ass I've needed and I'm going to come out. I have to figure out if it's going to be in September, October, but I'm going to come out for a week. We're going to hop in the studio. We're going to write probably like, or record, I should say two songs that I have written and then maybe we'll work on some stuff or change some things if we need to, uh, lyrically. Uh, but I will get in the studio and I am going to record. And when I'm out there during that time, I will, I would love to see Oms and you, and we can grab a drink and some food. Yes, it would be, it would be an extreme honor. You always truly do inspire me. And uh, uh, I appreciate you taking the time because I know you are actually super busy. Uh, tell your family, I said, hi, and uh, I, I hope everything continues to be great. I appreciate you having me on, man. Have a great workout. Hang in there. <laughs> Damn Honestly. it. Okay. And, uh, and once again, man, it's, it's nice chatting with you, brother. So thanks. Isn't he just the best guy ever? What a nice dude. I cannot wait to see what else he does. And I'm so excited we get to see him in Winterhouse. And hopefully one day he will be back to the House of Summer. But thank you, uh, Luke, for your time served. Thank you for your service. Thank you for serving in the Summer House. Uh, okay, guys, go grab a drink or a snack or whatever. And then we're going to get into the Southern Charm recap. You guys, now is the uh, part of the show that I love the most. It's when we get to talk about our sponsors. We have two returning sponsors this week. Our first, of course, is our friends over at BetterHelp. Um, I talk about mental health all of the time and all of the things that I need to do to be able to be a functioning human being. And uh, they always use in, in the copy for this, they always say, you know, hey, how we care for our minds affects how we experience life. So it is important to invest time and care into keeping your mind healthy. Um, listen, we take care of our cars. We'll even take care of our bodies more than we will take care of our minds. But we need to treat our minds in a way better way. And that is where better help comes in. Also, just to speak a moment about this too, is that Maritza, uh, who I work with, we were just talking about this on the, the Patreon, and we talk about this, I mean, you know, is that she is actually uh, doing therapy for the first time, and already seems like she's getting so much out of it, and it's just that first step of actually doing it is the hardest part of actually signing up for something like this, you know, the talking itself is usually surprisingly easy. I don't, I feel like people get so scared of something that they don't know much about. But I do know that living in silence or living in your head uh, and not doing something about it has, you know, whenever I've chosen to do that, I've always suffered uh, for it. But actually making just one simple step just to see if that something like this is right for you can really do so much for not just your mind, but your overall health. Um, so there are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language or taking power naps. There's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. BetterHelp Online Therapy, it's, it offers video, phone, and even live chat-only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. I prefer to actually do that, but I understand how some people don't. But I always like to to see the person I'm talking about. And I will tell you this, though. This is I used to have a therapist. Uh, this is years and years ago before BetterHelp. And I would – the experience was – you know, she was great. But the experience was always leaving work, going there. You know, I would try to, like, do it around my lunch break. You know, rush over there, 
like stressed out, talk to her for like 50 minutes, rush back to work, stressed out, not really being able to kind of even sit with what had just happened or what she was talking about. But I do remember also just weird little things. Like I remember she had like a lazy eye. I thought she had a lazy eye, but she would always like look at this spot behind me and she wouldn't look directly at me. And that always weirded me out. That has really nothing to do with <laughs> better health. And I'm saying if you don't want to see somebody, you don't have to. I, I would have preferred her not to look directly behind me. But the great thing with better help is that you uh, you can do it over video or phone and live chat. These are all amazing options. The whole point is we're trying to make it easy for you to do something about your mental health. And I think that is just so, uh, so awesome. And it is much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Um, it's one of those things, you know, just don't ever give up on yourself or the way you think, or your mental health, make sure you put the time and energy and effort in, even if you don't feel it, you know, like, it's like pushing yourself to work out, but do this for your mind. And remember, all you do is go and check it out for yourself. And if it doesn't work for you, remember that you, you don't have to do it. it, it it's really that simple. But I, I think you're always going to be uh, happy that you did something. So our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash so bad. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash so bad. All right. And then uh, our, this is our second time. This sponsor is has been with us. And these are our good friends over at ZocDoc. Uh, ZocDoc, you guys, is actually so cool. It also has one of the coolest names. <laughs> I just love saying ZocDoc, but it's actually an app, and it's really cool because it makes it easy to find quality doctors in your network and in your neighborhood. Uh, you know, it's kind of like the Yelp or <laughs> something like that of of finding the right doctors. Um, so, you know, before you book any brunch, you pour over lists and lists of reviews. So why not do the same when you're booking a doctor's appointment? With ZocDoc, you can see real verified patient reviews to help find the right doctor in your network and in your neighborhood. After all, finding the right doctor is just as, if not more, important than finding the right plate of eggs benedict. Uh, if your doctor can uh, recite every line from the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off but can't remember your own name, it's time to get a new doctor with ZocDoc. Actually, I would love if my doctor could repeat every line from Ferris Bueller's Day off. That sounds amazing. So I want to tell you how easy this is. You can just get on your phone right now, go to the app store, and you can download a free ZocDoc app. And it shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, takes your insurance, and are available when you need them. Um, on ZocDoc, you can find every specialist under the sun, whether you're trying to straighten those teeth, fix an achy back, get that mole checked out, or anything else, ZocDoc has you covered. My God, that is that is in the copy, but I believe like each one of those things I actually need. <laughs> ZocDoc's mobile app is as easy as ordering a ride to the restaurant or getting delivery to your house. Search, find, and book doctors within a few taps. And you can find and review local doctors. So when you walk into that doctor's office, 
you're all set to see someone in your network who gets you. Go to ZocDoc.com, find the doctor that is right for you, and book an appointment in person or remotely that works for your schedule. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I'm one of them. It's my go-to whenever I need to find and book a quality doctor. So go to ZocDoc.com slash so bad and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 20 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash so bad. ZocDoc.com slash so bad. And you guys, this was the coolest. When they um when they advertised with me last time, somebody tweeted at me that they used it and it was great. And I, I was like, oh, that's so cool. People actually are using the stuff that I, I mean, it really does help the show and stuff. But when it's something that actually is cool, I have it on my phone. Um, I should take a pic. Uh, uh, anyways, uh, I think it's great. So really tr- check it out. I think it is something really, really worthwhile. It's kind of a genius, brilliant idea. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Bapa do bapa dee dee dee. Indeed, folks, we are talking our friends over at Southern Charm. What a mess of a show! But I've got to tell you, it is one of those shows that I find I I find enjoyable to watch. But you really can't get away from there. There is a boys' club in Southern Charm. I'm stating the obvious, of course. But these men, if you want to watch a show that where men never really learn. 
then let me introduce you to these men over at Southern Charm. Uh, the only one that kind of learns is Craig, but you know, there's such a fascinating conversation that happens at the end of this where Shep's all yelling and stuff. But like, I love. There seems to be that like it almost feels like. I mean, they that they bullied poor Craig into like a psychosis. Like he seems like he's so shook up from like being teased by Shep and Whitney over the years. I mean, like he truly, truly seems like I'm like, did they do something like did they tie him to a bed and like whip him or something like that? Like I'm like, is there something more going on? Because I don't understand Craig's sometimes reaction anytime he has a few drinks. He's like, you betrayed me, man. And you screwed with me. You fucked my head up. Like I, I'm like, is Craig OK? This is why I'm like. I do kind of wonder sickly what Paige thinks when she watches this show. Is she like, Craig, you all right, man? Like, I, like, do we need to be worried about Craig? Like, he seems like he had everything going for him, but he's fragile and he's sensitive. I'm the most sensitive too. Like, I am so you could blow me down with like two words, uh, but he Craig seems really sensitive for somebody that seems like they have everything going for them completely. Uh, are we liking the mustache? Yeah, I think the mustache. By the way, this is on YouTube too, you guys. I was just checking out my mustache and the uh, still have the mustache. By the way, folks, just wanted to let you guys get, get a little mustachio update. I feel like the Southern Charm men would all. Uh, Whitney has kind of a mustache, and I I don't like that. I don't I don't want to be like Whitney. And also, we got to talk about the Whitney of it all. It's truly, I don't know trying to put my finger on it, but it sometimes feels, remember Whitney is one of the producers on Southern Charm. And I believe he came up or one of the people that came up with the concept for this show. So he has a big hand in this. And I always sometimes feel that that's how he's treated by most everybody is that they kind of not, not kiss Whitney's ass, but like almost tolerate Whitney because I think they kind of make fun of him potentially behind his back. Or even when the makeout thing happened with Naomi, they were kind of like, what? Oh my God, you did what? And Whitney is truly a character. Uh, but I also find it fascinating that he used to have a bigger part on this show. And then I wonder that I wonder if his feelings ever got hurt because he listened to people's reactions about himself and was like, you know what? I'm better behind the scenes, but he's actually making more. Uh, he's in this season more than he's been in previous seasons. Uh, so I'm just truly curious what the decisions there are. Remember last week we had, uh, we had the dog wedding, you know, Hey, move over Benifer. We got a couple dogs that had a nicer wedding than you potentially. Um, so this is Southern charm episode nine. God, it's only been nine episodes. I feel like we've been talking about this forever. Uh, it's called Al- Aldebras Glitters is Not Gold. Aldebra. Okay, so very clever title, you guys. They're visiting this Frank Lloyd Wright house that Whitney's friend loaned them. You know, because that's what that's what rich people do with each other. You don't like loan a car or something, or lo- you know, you loan a you loan a big Frank Lloyd Wright house. That's how rich people do it. Like here's my here's my luxury home. <laughs> here's have my luxury home. I'll let you borrow it. And it's called Autobras, but they're doing the all that glitters is not gold, which is one of my favorite lines uh, in a Kanye West song. Um, so 
Clever title, Southern Charm, and, and we start off with Naomi. Do Naomi, by the way, I feel like we've always I've been kind of judging her voiceover uh, intros because she's been doing the previously on Southern Charm at the beginning, and she started off rocky, but I feel like she's finally finding her footing. She's I feel like she's really starting to get the hang of the narration. She's like previously on Southern Charm, and we immediately get Chubbs, uh, which is Cleb, which is Caleb. Uh, Caleb, remember that's how you say his name. That's Catherine's boyfriend, or was Catherine's boyfriend. You spell it C-H-L-E-B, and I've translated that to Chubbs. So Chubbs is like, do you want to move past this, Catherine? And Catherine's like, we've just had a lot of issues, and it's hard not to lose a little bit of momentum. Well, you know, and then she's like, well... While Kat and Caleb were planning a trip to the weren't planning a trip to the altar anytime soon, there were wedding bells ringing. Papa do! I love how in the pre like the these scenes they intersperse the Papa do do do, um, and we see that the dog wedding. We see little shots of that, and we see Shep going, "Little Craig, don't worry, you can always get a divorce because you know Shep can't commit," and Naomi goes, "Yep, Shep's dog got married before him." putting everyone in the mood for love, except the best man who wasn't thrilled his ex was the maid of honor. That's right, Austin and Madison, Madison. And then we get, times have changed, don't you know, don't you know. That is a bop, that is a song and a half. I love that song so much. And then it was, and to add insult to injury, it's Olivia's date which put Austin in the mood for revenge. By the way, can we stop? Like, we, I feel like we, we give Austin such a pass of, like, in the mood for revenge. The guy wanted to get his dick wet, plain and simple, and thought, oh, Sierra, she's let me put things in her before. Let me go do that again because she's hot. And I mean, like, I don't know. And by the way, shame on you, Paige, for letting this happen. I mean, we truly saw Sierra get, like, shook by Austin. Like, I mean, like, remember? Like, Sierra was in a bad place over how, and then, like, she's like, do you know our friends in town? Like, Throw her to the wolf, you know? Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. Like, and he was just going like, yeah, I'm just pissed Olivia brought a date. Like, would you want to be hooked up with? And that was the reason that you guys got together. He's got more honey than any honeybees. Meanwhile, I decided to find out why Craig was so moody. Ugh, you're not going to find that out in an hour. And it was that scene last week where Naomi was like, Craig, let's meet for tea. He's like, oh, fine, I don't want to, but I'll meet you. I'm going to pick up Paige. And she's like, what is it, Naomi? Can't you tell me over the phone? And then we had the scene from the wedding last week where she wanted to have another private conversation with him at the party that Paige was at. And he's like, what is this about? And she's like, I can't tell you until we chat. And Naomi goes, I should have let sleeping dogs lie. And Craig going, you've never been in my situation. You left a loving relationship for a controlling dude who cheated on you. Honestly, Naomi, you don't affect my life anymore. You just don't, Naomi. When are you going to get it through your head? Maybe that new nose has screwed your brain up because you don't, you don't mean anything to Craig Conover anymore, man. And I'm going to go cry on a pillow that I sewed. It's easy as making you think that you love me. Hmm. We cut to little Craig. He still has his tuxedo on from his wedding. And Taylor's like, oh, my God, that's really cute. And Shep's playing with the dog. We cut to Chubbs and Catherine. And Chubbs is like, you got a stain on your white jeans. And then Catherine's like, why are you always calling me out all the time? 
And he goes, because you can't keep nothing clean. And she goes, you know what, Chubbs? She goes, you know what, Caleb? I'm not going to go there with you because we are about to get into a fight. And I was like, dude, but what if you do have a stain on your white jeans? Like, I mean, like, do are we just supposed to act like you don't have a stain on white jeans? Like, that truly is something that you could potentially be embarrassed about. And I got to tell you, like, I like Catherine. She's been through a lot. But I do get the sense that she doesn't know how to keep things clean. I do think that is potentially uh, real, you know? So I was like, ooh, tough one. But she's not, she's like not having it. Then we cut to Naomi. She comes out of her room and she's in a white bathrobe and she plops on her white sofa with a bottle of water. And she's like, I'm dead. We cut to Craig's house. Paige, you guys, this is amazing. Paige is out of bed, but she's trying to put um, her clothes into her luggage. And she's like, a lot of boots I didn't wear because you guys don't have seasons. Funny old Paige. Um, and Craig's like, I know you'll be happy to go to home to New York for a little bit. And she's like, yeah. And he goes, I'll send you videos from this weekend. It should be funny. And he goes, where are you going? Whitney's house. And then we get a flashback because remember Bravo or whoever runs these shows thinks we are just idiots. We, that, that Craig saying Whitney's house, that somehow we might not believe Craig. So they're like, we'll prove it to you. We're going to flash back two days ago where Whitney is inviting everybody. He's like, hey, my friend owns a farm near Buford. Uh, he's going to be gone. I got full run of the house. And we're back to the... I don't know why they cut cut the page, page Craig scene because they're like, we need to prove that Whitney definitely invited these people. And Naomi goes... Uh, no, sorry. Paige goes, is Naomi going to be there? And she goes, yeah, but it doesn't affect me at all. And... Paige is like, look, I trust you so much. It's her that I don't trust, babe. If you, you know, if, if you are on this trip and she pulls you aside to have a one-on-one, that's not right. That's calculated. I mean, to pull you aside at an event that I'm at, which she did at the dog wedding. Uh, and Craig goes, no, I know. I know, babe. Trust me. Everyone sees that. Everyone sees it, Paige. And then she goes, the fact that she has the balls and then the, the, you know, to do that when everyone can see you is crazy to me. And then Paige does the thing where she kind of rips on it. She goes, you love finding girls who like to linger. If we ever break up, you would never see me again. And Craig secretly catalogs that information of like promise. No, no, I think actually, I think they will be together for a long time. I think they'll get married. Um, which, by the way, that was one of my theories is, like, there was, like, a surprise BravoCon announcement. And I was like, oh, I wonder if it's, like, Craig's going to propose to uh, Paige on, like, a stage or something. But then I was like, I don't think Craig would, like, hey, promote this as a big Bravo surprise. There would be something cheesy about that, right? Like, I don't think that would happen. Um, so uh, Paige goes, wow, I need to get back to New York where people tell you to fuck off to your face and not behind your back. She's now said that line two times. She said it in the first episode of the season and now. And I'm like, Paige, whoever's writing your jokes, you need to tell them to give you a couple more because you're reusing old material. Uh, we cut to uh, uh, we cut to an old man riding a bike. You know, there's those little interstitial things like, you know, 
on OC, you always see like the ocean, surfboarders. I don't know why, but all of a sudden I just cut to an old man riding a bike. And I was like, wait, is this coming? Do we need to pay attention to this? Is this coming to play somewhere else down the line? Uh, so Naomi, we left her on the couch. We She is there again. The doorbell rings. And Lev is like, I'm freezing. Let me in. And she's like, oh, just come in. The doorbell rings over and over. And so Naomi goes to the door. Why did you ring the doorbell, you weirdo? They hug. Um, does anybody... Like, I feel like, like, and especially with women, like, do you guys ever not hug? Do you ever, like, come in to, like, and just like, hey, what's going on? Just like a quick wave. Like, hey, good to see you. Like, is it always hugs? I feel like there's never not a time where girls are not hugging each other. Um, so Naomi's like, I have the worst hangover. It's so bad, Leva. And I was like, Naomi, me too. And also Sophie too. And she goes, do you want coffee? Do you want coffee in a cat mug? And then we see the cat mug, and I'm like, is that like a thing? Does she have a, is like Naomi a big cat mug collector? Was that like a thing? Because then I was like, that's interesting, cat mug. I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like it, I'll tell you that much. The cat mug really creeped me out for some reason. And uh, Lev is like, oh, you know, I don't know how I'm not hurting right now. How did everyone get so drunk at a dog wedding? And then we have flashback to everybody pounding drinks at the dog wedding. Like you just drink on drink on drink on drink on drink on drink on drink. Southern drink, man. Like they are drinkers. And that is kind of interesting. You know, the Southern, the Southern Charm Show, you know, Bravo is filled with drinkers, but the Southern Charm, it almost, they, they've established it as part of the Southern lifestyle, that this is a lifestyle. It's not an issue or something. This is what you do. You get around with your friends and you drink very heavily. Uh, you know, a lot of dark liquors, a lot of champagne, but you drink heavily. It seems like something they all have in common. So it's never like, you never get those storylines of like, Dorinda, your drinking is a problem. You know, we never really truly get those scenes anymore. Um, and I find that interesting. Uh, Leva's phone rings and Naomi's like, you keep your phone on loud like an old lady? I'm telling you though, Naomi, really, you do re really see where Craig developed a psychosis because Naomi does love to pick on people. Like she does love to call out things. And I'm like, yo, man, your shit. Your shit stinks too. Don't think you're above everything. Like, and in fact, after you made out with Whitney, I am very distrustful of your whole operation that you've got going now. It's Austin calling Leva. He's on speakerphone. He goes, ah, it's one of those things that you wake up and <laughs> you start thinking about the things that happened the night before. And Leva and Naomi are like, oh, that's so funny, Austin. <laughs> Leva goes, Austin, I love you. Oh, my God. We're with you. And they go, did you after party? And he goes, yeah, me and Sierra. And Naomi's like, Sierra? Did you and Sierra have a rendezvous? And Austin's like, wouldn't you like to know? And then they laugh again, like, ah, what is so fucking funny? Oh, did you, did you sleep with that poor girl again that you really, you meant, you gave her a mental breakdown. Did you do it again? I love you, Austin. Um, Austin does a talking head. I met Sierra in Vermont and spent time with her in the Hamptons in September. She was in Charleston and we went out and one thing just led to another. I'm like, of course, Austin, one thing led to another. You went there with the sole purpose of having one thing lead to another. Leva asks if, uh, hey, if Olivia, who he was dating, didn't have a date, would you have met up with Sierra? And Austin goes, no. And Naomi's like, so you hooked up with Sierra because you were mad at her? He goes, I, um, I wasn't mad at her. I was just like, okay, all right. Honestly, 
I really like Olivia, you know, in all the capacities. What are all, in all the, you know, all the capacities. I like her in all of the, all the capacities that there are out there. I like her in all of those capacities. But also, if you did like her in all of those capacities, nobody is willing to sit with themselves and sit with any kind of trauma that they're going through. Like, Austin couldn't have a night off or just go out with the boys. He's like, nope, I gotta go do something with my dick. I gotta. It's it's imperative. And also, if you just did hook up with Sierra and now you're telling two girls the next day that you really still like Olivia and all the... It's just... It's, to me, it's kind of classless, but Austin gets away with it because he's so fun-loving and he has like a big old smile and he's tall. Naomi says, I don't think um, all things are lost with Olivia, but you need to tell her. And Levin's like, yeah, I think you should. Levin, the talking head, goes, why do you do this to yourself, Austin? Some people want to get kicked in the nuts and feel sad. I, I agree with that. Like, sometimes I do have a fatalist way of looking at things. And it's like, yeah, man, I am so used to feeling sad that when I don't feel sad... I think something's wrong. <laughs> Naomi goes, oh, I didn't um, tell you after the dog wedding, I did kiss Whitney. And Leva goes, zoiks? Whoa! And Austin goes, yes! Yes! Wait a minute, wait a minute. This is juicy. I like this. And the talking head, Leva goes, Leva, Leva's like, was Naomi always attracted to Whitney? Did it just happen? Were you guys drunk? Leva asks, did you like each other did you did you think i mean like did did something lead into this that that she's like just kind of like startled i think we all are just the concept of that and like listen i rail against people that say whitney is hot like i'm like you know what guys whitney's rich you know there's a difference whitney's rich so by that standard you 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 get like raised up in the looks department of like oh he's pretty good looking because you're rich you know what i'm saying but it I I don't I don't think this is I I it, it, the differential you know Naomi is you know by all accounts really beautiful even though like I said last week I love her old nose I you know but she's still gorgeous and Whitney like I said is has money <laughs> and so you could say you know the the money makes him better looking. Austin in a talking head goes, why, why, why now? It's Whitney, you know? It's, it's, it's Whitney. And Nami goes, he spent the night here. And Leva goes, you were spooning with Whitney and you didn't even tell me? And then Austin goes, did he keep his glasses on? And she goes, no. And Austin goes, I'm sure he doesn't take his socks off. And I bet he says baby in a weird way. Like, oh yeah, baby. Um... And then Naomi goes, he did say we need to breed uh, because mom would love it. You know, I love that. I love it. Oh, Whitney, it's me, Miss Patricia. I'd love it if you would breed. She's got nice child rearing hips. And I would love, well, we better hope uh, that baby doesn't get an old nose, right? <laughs> um. So Naomi goes, Whitney's going to kill me. Don't tell. And I was like, don't tell Whitney's going to kill you. Listen, if you ever, guy or girl, hook up with somebody hot, you blast that shit out as loud and as far as you can go. Because that, you know, you're like, look at what I did. Look at what I landed. Like, why would I would, it, it, it's like when uh, John Hamm didn't want uh, picture paparazzi pictures of him in sweatpants because they would always point out his large wiener. And like, he actually said, it's not, you know, I, I, that's really un- inappropriate. I'm like, 
inappropriate to say you had a huge wiener. I'm like, that's not inappropriate. That's a gift. Like you can literally like if any like girl or guy cyber stalks you, one of the things that pops up is like John Hamm has a huge dong. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's amazing. That is like, thank you so much, paparazzi, for noticing something that I had. Like, I mean, God gave me this huge dong. I didn't even work for this. This was God given. And you know what I'm saying? So like if I, I feel like Whitney would want that to be told to everybody. So Levin goes, I'm not going to tell, but he might see the smile on my face. Wow. I finally got excited for this group trip we're taking. New scene. We're upbeat music. Boop, doo, doo, boop, 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 boop. Shots of Charleston. And then we're at Shep's house. And Taylor goes, I had makeup. Where did you put it? Did you throw it out? Because you don't like me wearing it? Oh, <laughs> I found it. It's here. Shep's pa- packing basketball shoes. She's like, you're. Do you think you're going to play basketball? He's like, yeah, I'm bringing basketball, shoes, shorts, jersey. And she goes, let's call Whitney and ask him what to bring. And Chef goes, okay, Whitney, hey, buddy, uh, what should we pack? He's like, it's casual. It might be cold at night. Pack your card again. (laughs) He laughs at his own dumb joke. And uh, Whitney goes, hey, I have to go out there tonight and check in with the staff to make sure everything is good. So you guys will meet me there tomorrow. I love the thought of Whitney meeting with the staff. Like that was like, could we see that show? I want to see Whitney meeting with a staff. That to me is hysterical. I I don't know, for some reason of just Whitney trying to sit down with staff and go, we want this weekend to be really special. Let, you know, are we a team or are we not a team? You know, um, Taylor goes, did you really invite everyone? And he goes, I did. Anyone that wants to come, this place is awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, they hang up with the phone and Taylor is laying on Shep and Shep goes, get off of me. And she goes, but you're holding me down, Taylor says. And he goes, I know. Now on its face, that's a really simple moment. But to me, it was much deeper. Shep says, get off of me because Shep can't handle commitment, right? So get off, get this, this weight of having a lady, a girlfriend for more than a year. It's too much. And Taylor's like, yo, but you're the one holding me down. Like you're the one holding on to me, Shep. You know, like you're the one that's keeping me here, even though you don't want me here. You you see what I'm saying? That's, that is deep. That is that you're not going to get that from other shows. You guys, in terms of podcasting, that that's a, that's a Ryan Bailey original. We hear upbeat music, shot of Charleston bridge. Uh, Vanita's packing. All right. Austin's packing shoes. And then we go to Taylor's, uh, Sorry, Olivia's house. She packs a camouflage thing. She's like, in case we go hunting, <laughs> I'm stocked. Then we go to Leva and Leva's little kid. Leva's little kid is always, Leva's little kid is around more than the husband, which I find weird. And she's like, are you going to be a big boy by yourself when mommy goes? And I'm like, he's like, yeah, they have the same scene every episode with this little kid. But then I was like, does this kid genuinely babysit himself? Like, I mean, I, I got worried that. I was like, where is your where is your dad? Is this kid being watched after? We cut to Taylor rolling her suitcase to the bus. Um, and she's having a hard time with it. And Shep's like, that's what happens when you act like you're going, when you pack like you're going away for a month-long vacation. Like, Shep, it's that phase of the where she just can't do anything right. You're a dummy. You, you're stupid for packing too much, stupid. Vanita's rolling her luggage. They all board this big fancy bus. Olivia comes on. She's like, this is big enough for a wedding reception. Uh, Shep is eating something that looked fried. Austin gets on and awkwardly says hey to Olivia. In a talking head, 
Uh, Olivia goes, well, at this point, it's awkward, and we haven't even left the parking lot. Uh, Marcy, who is Shep's cousin, she's pregnant. Her and her husband come on board, and I just don't know why they're here on the show, because it's like if they had been on the show from the beginning, I totally understand this, but you're coming in new to the show, and you're pregnant, and like... Are we supposed to feel anything about what, 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 I just like, did we need warm bodies? No offense to Marcy. She seems nice. Her husband seems like a husband, but I I just, why? It it felt like we just needed bodies or something. Craig comes on. He's wearing an RCO shirt, Luke Ulbrinson's company, an RCO original t-shirt. Craig hugs everyone, including Naomi. And he goes, just cause Naomi's hanging out with my friends doesn't mean I'm going to stop hanging out. I'm not going to stop hanging out. Because I know my boundaries. And he's like, it's not normal to hang out with your exes. I mean, there's seven other people here. Go talk to them, Craig says. Naomi and I talking head says, I'm a grown adult. I'm going to say, you know, I mean, I think the boundaries are clear. I'm going to mind my business. He's going to mind his business and go from there. Shep says, Whitney isn't coming. He's dealing with the staff. <laughs> Once again, I mean, now this is the second time, like, Whitney's dealing with the staff. Like, what is Whitney dealing with? Are, are they doing paperwork? Like, why? Like, Whitney's like, I, how, you know, we do see like a handful of staff, but like, why? He, was there like a training thing that I feel like I want to know more about this staff being trained? Um, Marcy goes, tell me about the place we're going to. And Shep's like, well, Frank Lloyd Wright probably is the most famous architect. He designed this house and Whitney's friend bought it in the 80s and reinstated it. Um, the uh, the bus driver, who was very well dressed, he's like, it's an hour and 15 minute ride. If you're ready to go, we'll head on up. And then they're like, we're waiting for Catherine. We cut to Chubbs and... He's like, should I bring some warm clothes to Catherine? And he looks at what she's bringing, and he's like, oh, man, you're bringing nice stuff. Catherine says, it's kind of weird we're going on a group trip. I feel like our relationship has taken a turn really fast, and, you know, we didn't even realize it. And Chubbs is like, I do agree with you. We are in a very weird place. I do agree with you. We're in a very weird place. Um, She goes, yeah, the outside drama created more tension, which it shouldn't have. The outside drama created attention, which it shouldn't have. Why shouldn't it have? We get a flashback two months ago at Catherine's birthday party where he, you know, Chubbs is like, I talked to Vanita. She's cool with you. And Catherine's like, you aren't even loyal. And then we cut to Chubbs talking to Naomi a couple weeks ago. And Chubbs is like, I don't even really like to be around her, man. And Naomi's like, why are you even dating her? And then we get a flashback to two days ago. And she's like, you should have shot it down with Naomi. And, you know, not listened. Oh, but you have to be a good guy. And she goes, we've been fighting so much. We should definitely take a break. And Chubbs is like, yeah, it's best we be friends. Yeah. And Catherine's like, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, my God, are they breaking up? Like, is this? And then the talking head, Catherine goes, I think it was a weak move, me taking Chubbs back. Because it's better to be alone than with someone you can't trust. And then Chubbs is like, I'm just going to leave, okay? And she's like, yeah, you should. But it's like. No, they're not raising their voice. It's like extremely weird. I was like, did this happen like five times in a row? And they just like rehearsed the shit out of it. And now they don't have any more feelings to put into it. Like it's, it's like, yeah, okay. I'm going to leave now. Bye. I'm like, is that the end of Chubbs? Is Chubbs done for the season? Is that like, I, I wish he had left. He goes, I wish he goes, okay, man, peace out. Chubbs out. And then gave like a peace sign. That would have been dope. Because I feel like it is goodbye for Chubbs. Like, why is Chubbs going to be... Like, Catherine's not even on the show, barely. Um, It's just... It's completely awkward. 
Uh, Mr. Paul, who's the bus driver, says, uh, okay, let's call Catherine. Shep calls, no answer. Olivia says, I just talked to her this morning, so something must have happened. Um, and uh, we all of a sudden hear text, uh, phone text, like beep, beep. And Craig reads, hi, I'm not coming on trip. Hope you guys have a good time. Chubbs and I are not in a good place right now, and I don't think it's a good idea for us to go. And Benita's like, yeah, we got to get this bus moving then. Um, Marcy asks uh, Shep how little Craig is enjoying married life. And Shep goes, well, he's spending some time apart from uh, his bride, just like uh, Caleb and Catherine. (laughs) That was actually funny. Um, Austin goes, where's your date to Olivia? And Olivia's like, oh, he's not coming, but I enjoyed it. It was super fun. And Austin goes, I'm sure you did. And she goes, are you jealous? And he goes, a little bit. But I was on the altar with my fucking ex. And Olivia goes, and that's why I had a date. Which is like, this is the whole part. Like, Olivia is kind of like over the fact that he keeps bringing up fucking Madison. And what does he do? Like, brings up Madison immediately. It's completely, it's warped. It just, it it is. I I don't know how nobody else would think that at all. And then Crybaby Austin continues his woe is me. Oh, my name is Austin Kroll. I feel so bad for myself all the time. Even though I do it to myself, I still feel bad for myself. Cause it's about me, 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 me. And he's like, why would I want to be in the room with my ex who treated me horribly? Like, I generally have more fun when I don't have to see her face. But, you know... Craig says, you'll never hear Madison say sorry. She'll be like, oh, what? I was just telling everyone how big of a pussy you are. And Austin's like, yeah, I know. Which is kind of funny. I think it is kind of funny that Madison potentially is the only person that doesn't think Austin's the best. You know? Like, everybody else is like, Austin, you're so tall. You have such a nice smile. And Madison's like, you're a pussy. Um, So... Olivia goes, if I was his fiance, Madison's fiance, and I heard she was still taunting her ex, I'd be really freaked out. And Taylor is like, yeah, why can't she just be nice? And Austin says to Vanita, I hope you're not texting her everything that we say that we say to Vanita, because Vanita is Madison's friend. And Austin goes, she goes, no, I'm not. And Austin goes, I just hope not. And Vanita's like, you want to see it? And holds up her phone, and. He's like, nope, because I don't, I don't roll that way. I don't roll that way. It was so, I mean, what a dork. What a, I mean, what a dork. I hope you're not texting everything we say. And by the way, Benita probably is texting her everything. Who cares? Like, like that literally, what, what, so what, Austin? What, you you think it's going to ruin your chances of getting back together with Madison? It's not happening, man. Uh, new scene, the bus is driving in the woods. We're at y- Yemasee, Y-E-M-A-S-E-E, in case you guys are wanting to spell it at home. But it is like, we're here, and we see Aldebras. And this is like just a chorus of, ooh, wow, wow, lots of wow noises, you guys. Wow. I, I think I even said wow when I was watching it. Shep goes, you guys ready? Wow, look at this. Taylor goes, this is beautiful. Austin and Craig uh, jump out of the bus, and Austin's like, sick dismount, dude. Um, Whitney goes, hello, everybody. I have been talking with the staff the entire last evening. Everybody is prepared. <laughs> and Shep's like, hey, brother. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. A lot of hey, bros. Levis says, I am still shocked about Naomi and Whitney. It's like finding out your cousin's hooked up. 
And Whitney's like, all right, y'all, we're going to give you a little tour. I'm going to put a little Miss Pat Twain. All right, I'm Whitney, y'all. I'm 57 years young. <laughs> uh, she's like, he's like, so this is a Frank Lloyd Wright house. He was considered America's greatest architect. He built this in 1941. And basically, you see the style here. It's called organic architecture. And everybody's like, oh, my God, this is literally amazing. And Craig goes, I'm into it. I'm into it. Matthew, the house manager, is there. When he's like, they were about to bulldoze this place. And my friend saved it and restored it to its natural splendor. Austin says, this house is set up perfectly for Whitney's aesthetic. 70s porno house. I mean, but you think kind of like, like Whitney is 57, so 70s probably were like a big decade for him. Um, Whitney goes, I'll give you a little tour. This is the master bedroom. This is where I'm staying. All the furniture is Frank Lloyd Wright as well. Um, Vanita and Leva, you're going to sleep here. Marcy, you're in this cottage over here. And we see, and it all does look really beautiful and really stylized. I love stuff like that. Austin and Craig, uh, Craig says, uh, are we getting punked? Whitney is doing something nice for us. And in reality, I'm like, what? I want to know more. I want to go deeper into this relationship of of the Whitney of it all. Because also, you know, you could argue Whitney is doing something nice by having them on the show in the first place. Uh, Olivia is with Austin and Taylor, or sorry, Olivia is with Shep and Taylor in their room. It's a two-bathroom, two-bedroom setup. Um, and then he goes, Naomi, I'm saving the best for you. You can have this one, a king-size bed, or you can have this other one. So it gives her two options. And uh, Austin says, wow, I'm trying so hard to, not to look at Leva during this. I'm trying, I'm trying hard here because he's, you know, he knows they've hooked up too. Um, and Austin goes, I mean, a secret like this is, you know, I give you 24 hours, but I already did tell Shep and Taylor. And he goes, fine. It's a 12 hour grace period for secrets like this. Uh, when he's like, well, we got a whole sundry list of activities, uh, uh, you know, uh, horseback riding. We got ATVs and then we'll chill for a little bit, get charged up. And then 30 minutes, let's meet out here for lunch. Marcy goes, I love this place. It's awesome. I'm so glad you're here with me to her husband. And I'm like, once again, who are you people? Why are we following you? Austin says, Craig, Craig, we can high five through the walls. And they're, you know, being bros through the walls, trying to high five each other. And Craig goes, put your hand up. I can feel you. Um, there's a huge lizard in uh, Olivia's room. And Shep's like, I'm not good at serpents. I'm not good with serpents. I don't think, is a lizard a serpent? I don't, I, I'm not good with serpents. Serpents. Olivia says, I like the wilderness. I just don't want the wilderness on me. And Shep says, Taylor, take care of it. Put it in a cup. Do it. And Taylor's like, I'm going to kill him. And she's like, no, you're not. Put him in a cup. I love that Shep is like scared of it, but like is yelling at Taylor to do it. It's so weird. They all get these Aldebrass gift bags where there's like a nice book and like dill pickle peanuts, which, oh my God, you guys, have you ever had dill pickle popcorn? Holy shit. Changed my life. I They sell it at Disneyland and I fell in love with it. I was just like, has, has there ever been any? Now I'm kind of like curious about dill pickle peanuts. I love dill pickles. <laughs> now this is a 30 minute segment where I talk about my love of dill pickles. Taylor says, I guess the cat is out of the bag. Uh, Whitney's saying, do you want the bedroom, this bedroom or that bad bedroom? Taylor's talking about, you know, hinting that Olivia hinting around Olivia that they hooked up, but Olivia can't put it together because I don't think Olivia is possibly the, you know, sharpest tool in the shed. But uh, she's like, wait, did they hook up? And Shep goes, that's the word on the street, according to Austin. 
Uh, we see all the sandwiches laid out for lunch in the food room, buffet wraps. Uh, we meet Chef Randy. Randy's one of my favorite names. Olivia sits down across from Craig, and she goes, Oh, I bet I took Austin's chair. And Craig goes, We can separate sometimes, me and Austin. I'm like, Okay, cool. Marcy says she's going to walk around the pond because she can't do activities. And I'm like, Great, glad you're here, Marcy. Enjoy the pond walk. Olivia says to Craig, I haven't talked to Austin since the wedding. And Craig's like, is that because your date was there? And Craig's like smirking. We get a flashback of her date being cute and see Austin like noticing him. And Olivia's like, Austin jumped to all kinds of conclusions. Uh, Everybody's deciding if they're going to ride horses or ATVs. Um, And Olivia goes, I... Craig, I see people like you and Naomi, you have it figured out. And Craig's like, kind of. But she's like, Madison is just like a different kind of ex. I mean, I look over in the corner of the dogwood and he's sitting with her. He can't get get enough of her, you know? And Craig's like, hey, with him, we have to be like, yo, man, this is fucking crazy. And Olivia goes, I adore him, but I'm not going to stick around to try to figure it out. And Austin sees them talking. He's like, oh, my God, are you talking about me? Uh, new scene. All the guys are getting on the ATVs, and Lev and Vanita are on ATVs. And like, woo, fun, yay. This is a bit, like this big action scene. It's like. And then Taylor, Naomi, and Olivia are meeting Rick and Tammy, and they're their horseback riding guides. Um, Olivia says, the last horse I rode, I had to put a quarter in to ride it. All right, Olivia. Um, Rick goes, just have a good time and relax, ladies. We cut to the ATVs. Um, then we cut to, uh, the horses and they're like, oh, this is so peaceful. Look at this. It's a beautiful property. And Taylor's like, oh my God. And in the fall, all the leaves will change. It's perfect. And Naomi says, watching Olivia on a horse is like watching a train wreck in slow motion. And we see Olivia run into a tree with the horse. And Rick is like, we call that a hairbrush. <laughs> Vanita is on the ATV and she's like, don't let this outfit fool you, honey. I can get down and dirty. Uh, good times. They take a break uh, so the horses can get a breather. And Olivia says, I take it back. I'm glad I did this, the horses. And Taylor, for some reason in this scene, Taylor's dressed like a cow. She has this uh, top on, which is like cow circle. I don't know. And then Shep rides up in the ATV and he's like, Taylor! And Taylor's like, yeah, Shep always yells for me, like, Taylor, water. And I'm sometimes like, get your own water. And Taylor uh, goes to Naomi, goes, hey, what about you? Any new love interests in your life? And Naomi goes, no, no, no. And Taylor's like, really? I mean, yeah. Um, And Olivia goes, I mean, Naomi, I asked Naomi what it's like dating in Charleston. And she said, horrible. And I'm like, good talk. (laughs) And Naomi goes, yeah, did not enjoy, would not recommend. And Olivia's mind is at a standstill with Zach. And I'm like, didn't the dog wedding just house it? What, what was the time period in between the dog wedding and this? I feel like there was like a swath of time. Uh, Naomi tells Olivia, you know, Austin, that night of the dog wedding hung out with Sierra that night. And Olivia, like always having things come to her very last minute, she's like, wait, what? Huh? Wait, Sierra? Huh? Wait, he, ha- he has feelings for that I went on a date with somebody new that I had no connection with, but then he goes on a date that night with someone from his past that he did have an emotional connection with it. I mean, it truly is like, like it's not equal at all. 
Naomi says, Madison was tit for tat in their relationship. Like, okay, you do this, I'm going to do that to you. And Olivia's like, I just want to be able to trust the person that I'm with. And to see Austin in the flesh with Madison, it's alarming. I think I'm going to need two therapists after this, she says. Use better help, you guys. Um, we cut to commercial. We're back to the uh, the fun on the ATVs again. Wee! And then Whitney's like, there's going to be dinner an hour and a half. And Whitney's mustache is really prevalent here. And it did make me think about shaving mine off when I saw this. Um, Whitney says, um, well, why don't you guys enjoy becoming one with nature? And they're like, no, we're not going to do that. Let's go drink beers. And they high five. We cut to night. There's a fire pit going. Craig and Austin are together drinking. Uh, Craig has a mannequin that he's deemed Princess Yellow Cloud. And he's like, let's put this in Shep's bed. It's like fun, fun bro stuff. You know, Taylor says uh, in her room. Should we chug an emergency to uh, to Olivia? And Olivia goes, I thought you were going to say chug something else. And Taylor goes, Frank Lloyd Wright did not plan makeup stations for women. And then we meet Jacqueline, who is putting the dinner together for tonight. And Whitney's like, well, all degenerates, all go, before they sit down to dinner, they're going to need to get liquored up first. And Jacqueline's like, we'll have a preset glass of water to help with that. And... He's like, well, it's not going to be needed, and we'll see. You know, he's, I'm like, let let the poor people drink water. You're just shoving booze on them. We go to uh, Marcy, and Marcy's like, on her app, she on her phone, she goes, look, 21 days until I'm due, and her husband's like, 21 days. Wow, thank you guys. And then Shep comes in with a beer for him, and she's like, none for me. And he's like, you want some bourbon? She's like, no. Um, Craig uh, tells Austin, hey, we're roomies again in their scene. And Austin tells Craig, hey, I'm glad I did see Sierra. But it all stems from Olivia bringing a date. You know, it bums me out for sure. And I try to act like it didn't, but it did. Now, let me just throw this your way is that this is a man who does not want to accept responsibility ever for anything that he actually did. Because this is fuck. This is bullshit. Like, I'm glad I did Sierra. It all stems from Olivia. No, it all stems from you wanting to do something with your dick. Like, there's no like you're going to blame Olivia for this. This is what made you do something bad. We cut to Taylor saying, I don't know if they hooked up. You can't assume. Uh, we're back in that Taylor scene. Uh, cause she's talking to Olivia and says, Hey, maybe him and Sierra didn't hook up. And Olivia's like, yeah, I mean, you can't assume, but we'll have to have a conversation about it. And guys, I, I want to go out on a limb and go, it, it is all right to assume. Let's assume that they definitely did hook up. Um, Austin says, uh, to Craig, Hey, what did you and Olivia talk about earlier. And Craig's like, were you spying on us? Craig says, you know, Madison talking to you and you talking to Madison is just weird because you could be spending that time talking to a person that it's worth talking to. And then Craig tells Austin the Naomi story about like him pulling him away at the dog party. And it's like, you don't get to pull me around. Like I'm not in love with you anymore. I'm in love with Paige, Craig tells Austin. We cut to... Um, Naomi and Leva and Vanita going, so does Craig know what's going on? And Naomi's like, I hope not. And Naomi says, hey, I hooked up with Whitney. And Vanita's like, what? And then I'm talking to her, she goes, you are creme de la creme, Naomi. Is this a joke? Why are you hooking up with Whitney? Naomi says, I'm not saying it's not fucking weird, but I'm, I'm, 
I'm not going to hide it and try not to do it. And and if, you know, if, if it was Austin or Shep, I would never have even considered hooking up with them, but I like that Whitney, but Whitney, sure. You know? Um, and then Leva goes, well, with Craig, he just gets kind of mean and he has really big feelings. He's like a baby about it. Um, so Naomi's like, uh, oh yeah, no. So we cut back to Austin and Craig and Austin's like, okay, so you have no feelings for Naomi anymore. You don't care who she dates, whatever. And he's like, no. And, uh, she's like, okay, well, um, she made out with Whitney. And Craig's like, what, what, what do you mean made out? Did, did Whitney get drunk and tell you? And Austin's like, Craig, let other people discuss it. I don't want to discuss it. Let other people do it. And Craig's like, Austin, you're not being a really good friend or partner. I love when men get like, like, this is very sensitive. Like, why are you not meeting my needs right now, Austin? You're not being a really good friend. You need to be a really good friend right now. Be a really good friend. You're not even being a friend. I need you to be a really good friend. And Craig goes, how many times did they do it? And... Craig goes, I, Austin, Austin, I told you everything for two years. I told you everyone your girlfriend had slept with. <laughs> I love that. That was, like, I told you every time I told you every person that Madison cheated on with you for two years. And Austin's like, okay, fine. Like, who do you think told me? I heard it straight from the horse's mouth. And Craig's like, what the fuck? And then Craig goes to go from me to Whitney. That's just, that's not fun. <laughs> Whitney comes in because he's been like spying out there. He goes, I've been listening to you all for the last 15 minutes. You guys are fucking idiots. Oh my God. What are you? You are idiots. Oh my God. Um, Craig goes, what's going on with you and Naomi? Rumor is you hooked up. And he goes, tis true, man. Tis true. And he goes, it's not. When he's like, it's not just hookup, man. It's uh, but it's nobody's business, so we don't need to explain ourselves in any capacity. The second time capacity is used. I wonder if Austin learned the the word capacity from Whitney. And then Craig's like, "Fuck you, Whitney," and pats him on the shoulder as he walks out to take a shower. Uh, we cut to Shep making uh, having a Maker's Mark and ginger, and Whitney's out there with uh, Shep. And Shep's like, looking good, buddy. You're so corporate. And Whitney's like, so fucking corporate. And he goes, just by happenstance, I just talked to frickin' Frack, Austin and Craig. I hear them screaming my name, interrogating Austin about me and Naomi hooking up so aggressive. And Shep's like, well, everyone is happy, so I, I wouldn't worry about it. And Whitney's like, well, except for Craig. It's just been, it's been a pain in the ass, as always. And Craig walks up with Austin, boys. And Shep's like, Craig, walking through Spanish moss. Because we see Spanish moss all around. Craig's trying to take pictures of the Spanish moss. When he says, I'm sorry, Craig, that I walked in on your and Austin's intimate moment. And Craig goes, I could not care less. And when he well, it was an intimate moment and a very heated, heated, uh, you know, uh, conversation. Craig says, I don't understand Naomi's obsession with you, but whatever, it's your life. I mean, Naomi can do whatever she wants. But in a talking head, Craig goes, it's just shady for Whitney. And he goes, bro code rules are complicated. At times, I don't even understand it. But still, you know, my ex-girlfriend, like, what the fuck? I like when Craig likes tries to like, I'm going to break it down to you. 
break it down for you guys. Bro code rules. It's hard. It's it's a class that you're going to have to take if you really want to study up on bro code. Uh, now they're around on fire. And Shep is telling Craig, it's not personal. It's not. And Craig goes, I was just disappointed to hear that. The girls come up and uh, Whitney uh, asks, Olivia, can I get you a proper drink and a proper glass? And Whitney's like, Austin, why don't you go do it? And then Olivia's like, nope, you offered first, Whitney. You snooze, you lose. And Whitney's like, ha, 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 great one. Austin's sitting next to Olivia. It's awkward. Austin goes, here we are. She's like, here we are. And uh, Vanita comes out. Naomi is wearing like leather pants. It looks like or pleather or vinyl pants. Um Craig goes, there is no way in the world you could go one year back or as far back as you want and say that Naomi would one day be hooking up with Whitney. Not a single person would believe it, yet here we are. Um, Whitney offers Naomi his coat, and he's like, oh, I'm not cold yet. Um, cause, and then Whitney's like, you look sparkly. And he's like, no, it's not sparkly, just latexy. Um, Shep says, when's dinner, you guys? I'm getting a little hungry. And Whitney goes in to tell him to bring out the food. The staff that he met with three days ago for training. Shep says, Craig, you know, human attraction, you know, and stuff like that. It's, 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 it's irrational. It's completely irrational. I love Shep is trying to explain biology to Craig. You know, when you want to hook up, it's just, it's, it's very unnatural. And Craig goes, I get it. Whatever. I'm happy to be out of it in any capacity. There's the capacity word again. Like, what is going on? Then we cut to Austin and Taylor. um, And uh, Taylor says, uh, Austin says to Taylor, I want to talk to Olivia. And Taylor's like, she wants to talk to you as well. How are you feeling about her? And Austin goes, um, and Taylor's like, make up your mind, Austin, make up your mind. I'm like, Taylor's frustrated with Austin when in reality, she's super frustrated with Shep not making up his mind. Shep says, uh, Hey, so what's going on? Are you happy to Craig? And Craig's like, yeah, man, I'm such a happy place. But I, I needed for my own personal growth and happiness, I needed to remove myself from all of these past friends and influences and make my own path. And Shep goes, may I present a theory to you? And I'm like, ooh, a theory. And uh, Craig's like, sure. And he goes, and you can tell me to shut the fuck up. Um, I think part of you likes being around people who doesn't know the old Craig from nine years ago. And you resent the fact that we knew you at your lowest. Does that make sense? Look at the big brain on Shep. My God, it it does make sense to me. I mean, totally. You know, have you ever done that of like been picked on in your friend group and then you go away to a different friend group and all of a sudden you're not bullied in that friend group and you're like, wait, these people think I'm cool? My other friend group just makes fun of me all the time. And Craig goes, of course it makes sense, but I don't agree with your theory. Whitney says, well, you've become more of an asshole, Craig. Shep says, the people that know you the best are us. And Craig says, you weren't the best for me. It wasn't appropriate how you treated me. You know, you were terrible to me, terrible. And I had to remove myself, you know, from you. You're one of the biggest terrible influences. And I was like, damn, this is like so harsh. And Craig continues, you were against all my entrepreneurship. You were like, are you crazy? You know, my progression in life, you know, oh oh yeah. Shep goes, oh, so you're saying your progression in life has been in spite of me. And Naomi, I think says, this is not about Craig and I's relationship. 
Oh, no, sorry. Shep goes, this is not about Craig and I's relationship. His anger right here is about Whitney and Naomi. And uh, this is all done in a talking head. And he goes, snap out of it, asshole. Um, Craig goes, all the put downs with the sewing and the stupid pillows that aren't stupid. And Naomi goes, uh, that actually was me. I'm, I'm the one that said the, all that stuff, Craig. And he goes, yeah, and I remove myself from the situation. And Levis says, Shep did it in a joking, brotherly way. And Shep goes, Craig, you needed acceptance from me for years. You've always had a chip on your shoulder about Charleston and status and as a total chip on your shoulder. And Levis says, Shep, you you like to poke people, right? And Shep goes, yeah, that's tough love. And Levis goes, well, it doesn't land for him. And then Shep goes, this is not a fucking kumbaya. That's not how I have any relationship in my life. And Taylor's like, relax, Shep. And, uh, Shep's like, yeah, turns to Marcy's husband. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Kumbaya. And Naomi says, isn't that better than what you're doing now? And Shep goes, I'm not going to change. I'm not going to change. And Craig goes, okay, buddy, you clearly have some shit going on. And he gets up. And Levis says, he just wants validation. And Shep's like, this is all in his head. And Whitney says, Craig, for years, obviously, we've been fucking with you. We didn't realize how sensitive you were. And Craig says, huh, that's putting it on me. That's not right. That's a dig. Like, Craig is truly in his head about this. And Whitney goes, you can't play the victim. You're not a fucking victim. Um, and Craig's like, they will do anything they can to justify their behavior, which we all do that, right? Austin did that the other night with the date. With, uh, you know, hooking up with Sierra again. I'm like, I did it because Olivia brought a date. Um, Whitney goes, we're fucking with you because we can't help it. And Craig goes, it sounds like a lot of jealousy. And Shep says, jealous? Come on, meet Craig, jealous. And at this point, Shep falls over in a chair, but everybody starts laughing. And he goes, jealous? What a fucking laughable concept. Ba-ba-doo. And that's the end of that episode, you guys. Uh, so next episode, we are still at Aldebras. Uh, we have a continuation of this dinner that night. We see Austin defending Shep and Craig going, you are a crazy person. Just for the record, Austin, we are not friends anymore. (laughs) Craig really does have like that nine-year-old mentality where you're like, I cease to be your friend, dude. We have an egg toss. And then Shep's like, Taylor, it didn't fucking break, you fucking idiot. And everybody here is like, don't talk to her that way. And then we have a scene where Naomi's talking to Taylor going, that's abusive. And I can tell that you're used to it. And then we have Austin and Olivia talking. And Olivia's like, what did you do with her? Sierra, did you like go home with her? And he's like, Austin's just like staring. I'm like, oh, great. So, bop-a-doo, bop-a-dee-dee-dee, you guys. I, I thought that was a really good episode. I do love that when you can tell these people have real relationships that have lasted a long time, which is what, you know, the Craig thing, especially with all of these guys, you really see that fractured emotional state that friends can sometimes put you in. And I think that does make for interesting reality television. So I really enjoyed this episode because it kind of got to explore those kind of feelings. Um, So I, I still am enjoying watching Southern Charm quite a bit, even though, like I always say, it's very lopsided in sometimes how. But these last two episodes have been really 
kind of interesting. I'm, I'm really excited to see what next week brings, but that is it, folks. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great week this week. Remember to join us on Tuesday for our Pop Culture Roundup. We'll be doing five shows this week. Um, and uh, yeah, Patreon, reviews, uh, my other podcast, what the kids are watching, go support all of that stuff. I really totally dig you guys, and thank you for pulling me out of my funk because I've been self-loathing in bed all day after being violently hungover. Great start to the week. Bye. Betches.